What's up, Rock family? What's up, Rock family? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Welcome to the Rock Church. I'm Miles McPherson, pastor of the Rock Church. And man, am I excited about today. It's going to get hot in here today. We're going to talk about fasting. And if you were here last week, if you've been hearing it, you've been prepared. I've been telling you for a while, we're going to go on a fast starting tomorrow. A lot of information on our website, a lot of information out there about fasting. And we're going to talk about it today. So don't let me get ahead of myself. Let's get on our knees and pray. Hit the share button. Tell your friends to watch this message. Tell your friends to watch this message. I know people want to, they're ready to get blessed and challenged. I want supernatural power. I want supernatural power. And this kind can come out by nothing but praying and fasting. Sometimes fasting can bring something to your life that you can get it no other way. So we're going to pray and get our hearts ready for what God's going to say. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. Lord, I pray you challenge people right now as they're thinking about, I'm not going to fast. I'm not going to stop eating. I pray you rock their world, speak to their heart, and encourage them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Get your Bible out. I know a lot of y'all thinking, I ain't going to fast. Okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's see what God says. Let's, let's let, let God make that decision for you. On the count of three, say word. One, two, three, say word, word. Turn to Matthew chapter 4, the first book of the New Testament. Matthew chapter 4. So, 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 oh, 1996, we were going to have our first Miles Ahead crusade. I had a ministry called Miles Ahead. We did youth crusades. And we were planning, raising money. I never raised money before. That was a new thing. Never organized a big event before. That was a new thing. It was incredibly stressful, incredibly challenging. But the purpose was incredibly important. And so we were, you know, getting advice from people, trying to figure out how to do this. And I was asking the team, what are we not doing? And someone mentioned fasting. And they said that Jesus fasted 40 days when he started his ministry. That's what we're going to read today. And so I started talking to people. And I remember talking to a couple at the time. They were in their 50s. I was a lot younger. And I was in my 30s, so I thought they were old. And they told me they were doing a 40-day fast. And I was like, What? They can fast 40 days. I can fast 40 days. I thought, I thought if you fast 40 days, I thought only Jesus did that. Matter of fact, someone asked me while I was fasting, why are you fasting 40 days? Are you trying to be like Jesus? I said, yep. Yep. Matter of fact, Christian means little Christ. That's what it means. So theoretically, we are all trying, and theologically, we are all trying to be like Jesus. So we all went on a 40-day fast from teenagers to adults in their 50s and 60s, went on a 40-day fast 1996, we fasted from the day after Christmas, I believe, to February 4th, if I remember my dates right, for 40 days. Our event was in May or something like that. I can't remember what, what the date was. It was the most incredible 40 days of my life. Lost a lot of weight. I was walking around skin and bones. But let me tell you, the word of God, the power of God in my life, the clarity physical, emotional, mental, I could smell stuff, I could see clearly, I could think clearly, didn't have, didn't have to sleep as much, my body was rested. It was unbelievable. And I remember the last uh, 10 days of my 40-day fast, 
I was traveling back east. So you're talking about the end of January, the beginning of February. It was cold. And I ended up in Marion, Indiana. It was like two degrees below zero. Uh, it, was, it was for a reason. And I remember here I am walking around with a juicer carrying on the plane because I wasn't eating food. I was just juicing fruits and vegetables and drinking water. And I would kneel down to read my Bible, and I couldn't even read the Bible because the presence of God was so thick, God would just have me worship. We're going to go on a 21-day fast starting tomorrow. And some of y'all are going to fast, you know, sweet. Some of y'all are going to fast cursing, which I hope you fast more than that. Some of you are going to fast coffee. But some of you are going to do some of the diets that are online and in books where you take a week and eat fruits and vegetables, take a week and eat and drink fluids, take a week and eat fruit and vegetables. Some of y'all are going to fast water for a certain period of time. And God is going to take you to a place of intimacy and clarity that you do not have now. And someone said, what does not eating food got to do with being spiritual? You have to stop eating to find out. But it is incredible. I want to read a few passages. First, fasting is an act of self-denial for a specific period of time for a specific purpose. For a specific period of time, you're going to deny yourself of something for a specific purpose. And the purpose here is to incre increase the intimacy with God so God can reset your mindset, your perspective, your purpose, your clarity. That God can remove all the clutter out of, 2000, out of your mind from 2020. Say, here's what 2021 is going to be. And I'm telling you, if you do this, there are going to be some things you've been doing all your life that you thought was normal that you're not going to do anymore. Three years ago on this fast, I stopped eating ice cream like a fiend. I have ice cream twice a year maybe. I was eating it every week, twice a week. I was eating pizza twice a week. Now, is there something wrong with ice cream? No. I mean, well, it's a lot of sugar. It's not necessarily good for your brain. But, I mean, it's not, it's not like sinful. Is there something wrong with pizza? No, I love pizza. But God told me because I was binging. That was between me and God during that time. And by the way, I loved ice cream and pizza. I love ice cream and pizza still to this day. But he, he broke, broke, it, broke it from my life. That was just for me. Now, do I miss it? No, because he took the desire away. So I'm not saying that God's going to ruin your life. You are going to be free of something. You're going to be free of something. I'm going to read some instances in the Bible where people prayed. In Judges, they, they, I mean, fasted. They, they fasted in times of war. In Jonah chapter 3, Nineveh, these evil people fasted because they were repenting from Jonah's message. They fasted and repented. In Ezra, Ezra fasted when facing danger. Esther asked them to fast for her because she had to make a hard decision. When, when Saul died, they fasted because of his death. David fasted because of his death. Uh, Jesus said, when you want, if you want miracles in your life, this kind can come out by nothing but fasting and prayer. When, he was, when his disciples couldn't cast out a demon, he said, if you want power, you have to fast and pray. In Acts chapter 14, Paul fasted for wisdom. In 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 7, verse 5, he tells couples to fast for clarity. In chapter 10 of Acts, Cornelius the centurion fasted for, for vision. And then in Daniel chapter 1, uh, Daniel fasted three weeks like we're going to do, and he got a vision from God. In Exodus chapter 34, Moses fasted, and he got the Ten Commandments. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
There's so many instances in the Bible. Jesus fasted 40 days. Elijah fasted 40 days. Moses fasted 40 days. And there's all these kind of fasts throughout the Bible. People setting themselves aside for God. Now, last week we talked about preparing our hearts for the fast to seek contentment and to reject the lie of more and that we were going to say we were going to simplify our life now is time to take it to the next level so Matthew chapter 4 Matthew chapter 4 Jesus is baptized in chapter 3 and he's starting his ministry and the first thing he did was he fasted 40 Days. Now, for all of you who are living in California, if you've ever been to Palm Springs, Palm Springs, the desert, is the exact weather of where Jesus spent 40 days and 40 nights fasting and being tempted by the devil. That was a hard, hard existence. It was the first thing he did. What we're going to do is learn some principles about his fasting. Very important principles that you're going to learn about his fasting. Number one, let's read the Bible. Matthew 4, verse 1. Jesus was led by the Spirit. Say led by the Spirit. That's going to be the first point. Led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Duh. And by the way, the reason that's a trip is because when you fast, you're going to get to the point where you haven't eaten for a week or so, 10 days, and you won't be hungry. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. I remember not eating for 20 days, 30 days, because I fasted 40 days, three times. And here I am a month. I ain't eating a month. Maybe drink, I'm drinking juice now. Don't get me wrong. But I would go maybe a week of water, not hungry. Y'all like, how, how could that be? The only way you're going to know if you do it. But I'm telling you, I did it. I did it. And, and when you get to that point where you're not eating, and you're driving past in and out driving past Jamba Juice, I'm good. I'm good. And you're not hungry? It's in your head. That's the biggest battle. It's going to be in your head. It says, verse 3, when the tempter came to him, he said, watch how many times the devil says, if. If you are the son of God, command that these stones be made to bread. And he answered, it is written. Watch how many times he... The devil says, if, and watch how many times Jesus says, it is written. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up to a, into the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, man. For it is written, he shall give the angels charge over you. And their hands shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And Jesus said, it is written. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up to an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said, all things I will give to you if you fall down and worship me. And Jesus said, away from you, with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him you shall serve only. Then the devil left him and angels came and ministered to him. Very simple story. Jesus First thing, when he was baptized, came out of the water, the Holy Spirit came upon him, and the Holy Spirit said, go into the desert, for you must be tempted by the devil. And by the way, you are going to conquer the devil's temptations with the word of God. Number one, be led by 
the spirit. It is so critical that when I end this message, and you say, I'm going to start my fast, that you are being led by the spirit. This is why last week I wanted to talk to you about seeking contentment and simplifying your life. Why? Because I wanted to prepare your heart for what we're going to talk about today. I don't want you to say, yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going I'm to rough it out now. It's going to take courage. It's going to take discipline. I get all that. But it is a spiritual exercise. And so when Jesus came up from the, from the, from the water, the Holy Spirit said, go out. And by the way, the Holy Spirit led. If the Holy Spirit led Jesus, why isn't the Holy Spirit leading you? Jesus is the Word. He was the Word. He had the Word. He, he, not, he not only had the Word in his head, he was the living Word. The Word became flesh. He was the Word. Yet the Holy Spirit led him. And what did the Holy Spirit lead him to? To the desert to be tempted. Here's a trip thing. Don't think if you follow God and do everything God tells you that your life's going to be pain-free. How many of you by show of hands? I can't see you, but how many of you by show of hands? Follow God and you did all, did all stuff and you say, why is this happening to me? I'm a good person. Uh, I, I, I follow God. I read my Bible. So that, what does that got to do with anything? That's the world telling you that if you do, if you are good in whatever you think good is, that nothing bad is going to happen to you. That's not, you live in a fallen world. People just do bad things. So don't think that if you follow the Lord and you're praying and doing what God tells you, that everything's going to work out all the time. It's going to work out just the way God wants it to. Now, what does that mean? That means that even when stuff bad happens to you, God's like, I'm going to get good out of that if you obey me. Because God is more interested in you being holy than happy. God is more interested in you being holy than happy. And we are purified through fire. So if you're going through fire right now, you better hold on to the Holy Spirit. He's the one that's going to get you through and make sure when you get through to the other side, you are pure. You are, you are more holy than you were before it started. So you have to be led by the Spirit. Holy Spirit, I pray you give people wisdom and clarity that you want them to do this and how you want them to do this. Because God's going to show you what he wants you to fast, how he wants you to fast. And here's the thing. In the middle of your fast, you're going to say, well, I'm, I'm just going to stop eating sweets. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> But you're going to get into it and God's going to say, okay, I want you to stop eating bread. Okay, that's cool. And then, and then he's going to say, I, I want you to stop eating meat. Okay, I want you to stop eating chicken. I want you to do three days of water. But you didn't start out thinking that. You have to be listening to the Holy Spirit every single day. Not only during the fast, for your whole life. For your whole life. So what we're learning here is that Jesus' whole ministry was based on him being led by the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit, anointed by the Spirit. And number two, he... He was attacked by the devil. Oh, what? You think the devil's going to leave you alone? You think people are going to lie about you, cancel you, gossip about you, say stuff about you? Please, welcome to the club. The devil's coming after you. And here's what the devil's going to do. Listen, look, let's read this again. When the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, if you are the son of God. In verse 5, the devil took him up to a holy city, set him on the pinnacle and said, if you are the son of God. And again, he says in verse uh, 9, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. The devil was constantly challenging Jesus' identity. Prove that you the man. Prove it. Prove it that you are who you are. Show, 
flex. Turn the bread, use your power to satisfy your need. I know you're hungry. Go ahead, use the power. If you don't know who you are, you will not live the life God has called you to live, and you will never be satisfied. In other words, God has a vision, a tide to your identity, and he has tied to your vision, provision. So if you know who you are and you live out the vision God gave you, he will provide everything you need. Everything else, stay away from. If you know who you are, and you fulfill the vision and the talents and use the talents that God has given you, which is basically part of who you are, because God gave you that ability for his glory. And if you stick to the plan that God has for your life, yes, he has a plan for your life. And it's directly related to the gifts and talents and ability he has given you, abilities he has given you. And, it is, and, and he will provide for the vision he has put in your life that is going to be implemented by the talent he's given you. Oh, and all the devil has to get you to do is doubt it. You ain't smart. You ain't godly. You don't, you don't know the Bible. You're not anointed. I sort this, think this stuff all the time. He's always had me question, can I, can I do that? Am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Am I, am I anointed enough? And you say, ah, oh, no, maybe not. And he, and he just neutralized you. Now, he'll let you do some good stuff. He ain't going to let you great stuff. You might help somebody, but you won't help all the people God has called you to help. Any vision that God has for your life is going to be way too big for you. You need the Holy Spirit. Jesus knew that. He couldn't fulfill what God has called him to fulfill without the Spirit of God. But he knew he was going to get attacked. So the devil doesn't want you to know who you are. He doesn't want you to understand your purpose. He doesn't want you to understand your greatness. He doesn't want you to understand your design, the anointing on your life, the calling on your life, the purpose on your life, the provision for the calling in your life. He doesn't want you to know all that. So he's always going to say, if you're this, if you're this, if you're this, because you ain't really that. Number three, Jesus was guided by the word. Verse four. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth. Verse 7, it is written, again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Verse 10, it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. How can a man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to God's word. This is not about feeling. It's about God's word. Faith is not about feeling. It's about fact. The Bible says the just shall live by faith, and faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And what you hope for is based on God's promises that he cannot break because all God's promises are yes in Jesus Christ. If God promised you something, he cannot break that promise. But you got to step into it by faith. In other words, God promised you a job, but you got to go apply for the job. God promised you, God promised you a, a family, but you got to step into the relationship and, and conduct yourself in a godly way in the relationship. He's not just going to give it to you and let you mess it up and keep giving it to you. You have to do your part. So here's Jesus led by the Spirit of God, the trusting in the Word of God against the enemy. And so as we fast, as we start this fast tomorrow, God has something for you. He doesn't want you to live defensively. Oh, what's going to happen in 2021? It's going to be like 2020. Listen, forget what's going to happen out there. What's going to happen in here is more important. 
And so as we fast, we're saying, God, change me. Simplify my life. Help me be content. Help me be focused. I don't want to bleed the lie more. I, want to, I just want to have and be content with what you give me. And I want to be on purpose. Not on purpose, but on purpose. I want to be focused. Laser focused to fulfill what you've called me to be. To understand who I am. Give me clarity about what this is all about. And so for these next 21 days, for these next 21 days, 21 days. Simplify your life. Get the information online. I know some of y'all haven't looked at it yet. Get the information online. You can start tomorrow. Get the information online. Look on fasting. And here's, here's a general idea. Of, this is what I do. I'm not telling you to do this. What I do. I take about a week. I, I cut it in thirds. I take about a week where I do fruits and vegetables. Clean myself out. Prunes, whatever it is to clean yourself out. <laughs> And then in, in doing that, even if just by eating salads and fruits, you are minimizing, I don't know, your regular diet, but you're minimizing your diet and you're preparing your body. And then I do a week of just liquid, three or four days right in the middle of water. Whew, let me tell you. I can't tell you. It's like being like this with God. And then I do a week or maybe the last five days of fruits and vegetables, salad again, to kind of ease back into it. But I'm still not eating regular. And minimizing TV, minimizing social media, minimizing talking, minimizing being around a lot of people. Three weeks, 21 days. Here's the thing. God's going to tell you something. He's going to show you stuff. He's going to reveal stuff to you. You have to write it down. You saw the skit right here earlier with Falana and that group, and they were looking at every day how one day was hard, another day was easier, and then they were getting frustrated, and they were getting hungry, and then all of a sudden God started to speak to them. It is a journey, and you have to go into this journey knowing that God is going to answer you. There is no way you can draw closer to God and not be blessed. It's impossible if you do it his way. So I want to pray for you. Now, I'm going to pray two things. Some of you, you really want this and you really want God to do something in your life, I want to pray that God would bless you and prepare you, that you would prepare yourself tonight, that tomorrow you start. That even tonight you would get stuff out of your house. Give it away. Give it the food away. Get stuff out of your house and that you would get ready for tomorrow. Organize your day to have a special time with God. Get up earlier. And trust me, once you start fasting and you really clean yourself out, you're going to need less sleep. You're going to hear stuff clearer. You're going to smell stuff clearer. Your mind's going to be clearer. You're going to have more energy. Oh, your life's going to change. You're going to lose weight. You're going to get trim. Your body's going to rest. You're going to get healthier. When animals get sick, I don't know if you ever have a dog or a cat. When they get sick, you know what they do? They lay around. They don't eat. Why? They're fasting. Why? Because their body can heal itself. Oh. Our bodies can heal ourselves. We put all this junk in it to try to make it, it has, it has incredible power, healing power. Fasting will help heal you. So I want to pray for you. Pray that God would empower you and encourage you. Do your due diligence. Seek medical advice. Read the books. Get a counsel. And then seek God. Lord, I just thank you so much for your faithfulness. I'm so excited that starting tomorrow, People's lives are going to go on a journey that's going to be life-changing, life-transforming. 
I pray that the Holy Spirit would draw you close to him, that he's already prepared you. I know some of you have already started fasting. And I pray for revelation, pray for anointing, pray for power, pray for clarity. Some of you may want to give your life to Jesus Christ. You have never given your life to him before. And I want to encourage you right now to pray this prayer with me. Pray, dear God, I know you love me. And I know I have turned my back on you. Please forgive me my sin. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Cleanse me. Empower me to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so here's the deal. Starting tomorrow, starting tomorrow, we're going to start fasting. Take it slow. Be smart. But just stick to it, 21 days. Now, next Sunday, I'm going to be talking about how to read the Bible for yourself and get stuff out of it. That's tomorrow, next week. That's next week. So get ready to come back. But I want you to start fasting. Write down every day what you're feeling. Write down every day. Listen to your body. Check out what's happening physically. Check out what's happening mostly, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Pay attention to what's going on. Don't just try to muscle through it. Pay attention. And God is going to do something freaky in you. God bless you.